0: Welcome to This Is Influence. It's a show about how B2B brands and execs can become more influential. My guest this week is Martin Palethorpe, an executive coach, conscious leadership program leader and founder of Unbounded.com and ConsciousLeaders.Earth, two UK-based global development consultancies. He works with business leaders to unlock their brilliance of their minds and transform how they lead, work and live. And I've interviewed Martin three times now and it's hard not to come away just really insanely energised with new perspectives on business, well-being and social responsibility after having spoken to him. We recorded this chat not long after he returned from his ayahuasca trip to the Amazon and we discussed everything from the ethical implications of using influence, how to influence for common good, how you get the best out of your organisation to become socially responsible, and how businesses can balance the potential conflict between their fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders and the broader social responsibilities that they have as well. This is an absolutely fascinating channel. I think you're going to love it too. So, this is old, this is new, this is Influence. The Martin Palethorpe. welcome to This Is Influence.
1: Thank you, Nathan. Good to be here.
0: Martin, let's start with the definition of what influence is. I'm I'm especially interested in your definition of what old-school influence is versus new-school influence, and especially as it relates to how you use influence to drive specific outcomes that you want to achieve in your life.
1: Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, this is something I've uh, been reflecting a lot on over recent days. And if we look at the definition of influence in the dictionary... It is the capacity or power of a person to affect the actions, behaviors, opinions of others. So I'm using my capacity or my power to affect others in some way. And the reason that I struggle with this definition and this word influence is because the motive underneath the influencer is is critical. And there's been too many examples in recent years, in recent decades, where leaders have been manipulative, actually, and very self-serving and self-interested and using their power or their capacity to get what they want from others. So for me, there's been some way that the word influence has We've got to be really careful with this word influence because it can be unhealthy in how it's used if it's not done for the good of all.
0: It's interesting, that definition, because on some level, haven't human beings always been influencing each other? Um, Every conversation that, that human beings have had since the beginning of time, even the conversation that we're having now, in some way, I'm influencing you and you're influencing me.
1: Yes, but we're not doing it with a, with a self-interested agenda or motive underneath it. Um, I'm not trying to get something for you or force you to think my way. I am just sharing what I am passionate about and leaving it for you, your own freedom, your own agency to make sense of it for yourself. So yes, we we are all influencing each other all the time, but the level of consciousness underneath the way I influence I think is absolutely fundamental. And the other word that comes to mind in this for me is is transparency. If I'm influencing and I've got a self-focused motive and I'm not transparent about that, then that can also be extremely manipulative
0: there was the leader of asos uh, the ceo of asos i'm i'm forgetting his name now but he said recently that there should be no difference between what you feel what you think and what you do and those three things should be in congruence all, all the time it, it kind of goes back to your point around being very intentional about what you want your outcomes to be and whatever you think and whatever you say should all be working together to drive a positive outcome for whoever it is that you're that you're trying to influence how, how, how much of the leaders work should be driven then by their values and, and under, understanding kind of what their what their North Star is?
1: Well I think that's what it's all about in today's world. I think leaders have always been led by values but I think the the values that we lived back in the 90s, Uh, or that era the values were self-interest greed growth for growth's sake um, competition etc etc and the values that um, through what's through everything that's happened in recent decades and also through the internet and social media which has made things more transparent we can no longer lead with those values we are being called to lead with values that are more about service to the common good more about openness integrity transparency responsibility and so the world is demanding of us to lead from a higher level values
0: and of course it's not only individuals that are influential and try to use their influence Businesses, and especially individuals uh, have been looking to businesses actually more and more in the absence of religious groups or politicians who we trust less and less, and other established authorities. We're actually looking more and more to businesses to influence us, to guide us and to show us what we should be doing, what we should be thinking and 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 what the best ways is is, is to um, be progressing in our in our world and our careers. How do you feel this has changed and, and what responsibility does the organization have now to be, to be ethical leaders?
1: I think we need it desperately. Whether businesses, uh, and specifically the business leaders of the businesses, step up and lead in a more ethical way is going to vary according to the different organizations. Um, but I, I think there's a huge amount of this w- which, which comes down to trust. I am influenceable if I trust the person or the organisation that is influencing me. I think there's, because of what's happened over recent decades, personally, I feel there's less trust that we're giving, extending to organisations and to leaders. We're more likely to question and inquire what's being said. So I think the responsibility of Business leaders, and in fact, leaders of all organisations, is to use their tr- develop trust through transparency and integrity. And and when when an organisation is trusted, then it can influence. Talk a little bit about
0: w- what the components or dimensions of of trust are. Um, it, it feels one of those sort of ethereal things. I think all of us know when we trust someone. Um, we're more likely to believe them, to be influenced by them. What are the parameters through which businesses build trust? How do you, how do you grow and develop and build trust as, as an organization, as it can be so ethereal and, and can vanish pretty quickly if, if, if you don't treat it well?
1: Yes. I, well, I'm thinking of the, there's a book called The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey Jr. And really, he talks about four elements of trust. Level number one is integrity. Do I have integrity? Do you perceive that I have integrity? So really, that's like, am am I honest? Do I do what I say I'm going to do? Number two is motive. Do you trust my motive? Or do you suspect that I've got some sort of ulterior agenda that I haven't declared? So... I've got to be transparent with my motive. Uh, ideally, I want to be uh, have a more of a motive for the common good. But at least, whatever my motive is, I've got to be transparent with it. Um, and you've got to be able to trust my motive. Number three is: Do you trust my capability? So, if you're hiring me as a speaker on your show, do you trust that I will be capable? If I am buying a phone, do I trust the ability of the manufacturer to provide me a really good phone that works? So this, this, this goes across individuals and, and, of course, across organizations. And the fourth thing is, do you trust my ability to achieve results? And this varies, you know. But this varies. But again, ultimately, um, let's say I'm employing a sales director. Is do I trust that he's going to actually be able to deliver? So let me just repeat that. There's integrity. There's motive. There's capability, and there's results. And and I
0: love that framework. I think so much of what we discussed here comes down to aligning the incentives between. The business and and their customers, but often those incentives are at loggerheads. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes there is a conflict between the business's fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders to drive profit and their broader social responsibility. How do you square that circle?
1: Yes. So the question really now is what, is, what is running a business in the 2020s? What is it about? Because if we're just looking at it according to the shareholder agreement, then the objective of the business is to provide a return for shareholders. Now, if we just have that as our objective, then what we do is we don't really care about our people. Well, we, we do, only to keep them to make sure we can have a return for our shareholders. Um, we don't really care about the planet. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's like, what does it come down to? Profit, profit or taking care of other entities, other groups? Well, ultimately, if the business is about profit, that overrides everything now. I think we've got to a time in this world where the world is waking up and realizing that just doesn't make sense. Right? If the mental Ill, if the mental health of our people is not is not looked after, you know, how do we how do we feel about really running I mean at one level anyway, it's not sustainable because people will leave and they'll punch out and and they'll have problems. So it w- won't help the The return for the shareholders anyway but then there's also on a a more heart-led perspective is do we really feel it's um ethical to use your word from earlier um ethical to run a business that way the new world really that is evolving fast and many people talk about the three p's profit people planet is like the new world regardless of what our shareholder agreement says Really is about how do we balance our pursuit of profit with our care for people and and our responsibility to and care for the planet.
0: And those are the, those are the three most important stakeholders, I think, for any business. Um, you know, how do you look after your shareholders? How do you look after your your people? And how do you look after the the planet? And Modern business, you could argue, has been defined by those those businesses that do those things really, really well. I think the most successful businesses on planet Earth right now are those that their customers look at and say, I'm going to buy your products or service because I believe in what you are doing and I support your wider initiatives. Um, there is a business case, a very strong business case, um, for businesses to be able to act more increasingly in this ethical way. And yet we're seeing more and more businesses that maybe are doing the opposite.
1: Absolutely, yes. I, 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 it's a fascinating time into for business leaders to really explore their own deeper purpose and their own deeper motivation around uh, what, what, the reason for growing an organization. Let's talk
0: a little bit about power because traditionally power was used as a way of influencing a a lot of people um overt physical power and and there are many different ways of, of defining what power is how true is that in this newer world that we're in now is influence still defined by the use of power and how has it changed
1: yeah it's a really great question so if we look at power and and the power is how influence occurs and there's three aspects of power there's there's power itself resource power so if i have money i have power if i have resources i have power if i have property i have power for example so there's power there's authority which comes with my role, if I'm the CEO of the organization, my role brings with it authority, which is a form of power also. Now, traditionally and historically, if I have resource power and or authority, then I wield that power over you to get you to do something. So I'm the CEO, Do what you, do what I tell you to do. And those have traditionally been used in, you you might be familiar with the parent-child terminology, right? In a parent-child kind of way. I'm the dad. Do as I say. Do as I say. You know, look, you're five years old. I know best. Do what I tell you to. Hold my hand. Yeah, (laughs) or whatever it is. Yeah, eat Mm. eat your greens.
0: Eat eat your vegetables. Yeah, Yeah.
1: okay. (laughs) So the third element of power is status and status is built and grows through our interactions so status is the key element that comes from if if i build trust with you if i'm a if i'm a man of integrity and you i've got transparent motives and my motives actually you believe are are very focused on doing some good in the world and you think i'm capable you trust me and so you elevate my status, the status of who I am. So you leave this call and you say, oh, wow, you know, you might even talk about me somewhere and you say, wow, Martin's really good. Hmm. Hmm. So my, my status gets elevated. And as my status gets elevated, which, which occurs, you're, you're elevating. I've, I've got my self status, which is I'm comfortable with myself and I believe in myself myself and then how I convey myself to you, my status arises during the conversation. So I could have met you for the first time, and to start off with, my status is low, but then we get talking and you go, oh wow, this is interesting, and my status rises. So my ability to influence you because of the status rising is the most critical aspect of power in today's world. Because we don't, we don't want authority anymore. I mean, look at the authorities of the Iranian government or the Saudi government. They're wielding, we're wielding their power and, and and they're using authority and, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work in today's world. What works to influence is when we build our status and we really want to listen to someone, we want to follow them. You know, we want to buy from Patagonia because we're, We've, we've got, they've, they've created a high status for themselves in my mind. So I am influenced by what they have to say. Now, this then becomes also the, the other part of the model that comes into this, Nathan, is adult, adult instead of parent, child. So I'm not trying to, I'm not using my power or authority to influence you. You're, you've become open to the influence as my status has arisen. And in that, we've got more of an adult adult role going on here, which is like, I'm not trying to get, and I'm not trying to influence you. I'm just sharing what I think is true. And, and we then have an adult adult relationship where you choose to buy into it or you choose not to, mm. but there's a freedom and then there's an adult-adult relationship that's fundamental to that, which, is, which for me is the new form of power.
0: How do you see the relationship between power and influence evolving and, and changing as we progress?
1: I think it fits into everything I have just talked about here, really, which is we've got to treat people like adults, we've got to have respect for all people we've got to uh care about them we've got to listen i mean the government has to listen to us it has to take our opinions on board has to treat us like adults has to share transparently with us the government or or the business the more they treat us like adults the more they are interested in us more trying to understand us the more that uh, the, the more more we are influenced because we buy into them
0: Martin, I'm going to head to our traditional closing question now. It's a new, it's a new closing question, but one that I'm having a lot of fun with recently.
1: We're at a really nice
0: restaurant. Have you got a favourite restaurant? Uh,
1: well, that one that links into this conversation, I guess we're having in some way, is a is a is a business, a restaurant in the New Forest called, in the New Forest in the UK, um, called Offbeat. It's a V, ve- I'm not a vegan, but it's a vegan restaurant. It's very creative. It's very thoughtful in how it creates food and it's, and it's damn tasty actually as well. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so we're at Offbeat
0: and you could bring three people to dinner with you, living or dead, to make you better or improve or smarter or improve your performance in some way, shape or form. Which three people do you bring?
1: Now I knew you were going to ask this question and, and I'm not interested in someone trying to improve my performance I'm not interested in that anyway. I'm interested in anyone that would help me be kinder, <laughs> uh, be more at peace in my life, and or have more impact in this world. Mm. So my interest would be picking three people that could really be thought provoking in those areas. And who have you got? Uh, who have I got? I've got uh, I I've got the Dalai Lama. Okay, aiming high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hope he hope he can make it, but yeah, I with Dalai Lama. I'd like to learn from him. I'd love to learn from his wisdom. I'd love to learn from him and how he's dealt with conflict on a, on a macro level between you know the various countries that he's been um, being conflicted by. I'd love to also invite Yvonne Chunard. Um the CEO of Patagonia who recently gave away his own organization to a charitable trust. Incredible. Yeah. Um I'm gonna leave it at that. Those two those two would probably um be be plenty. That's yeah, I I'd I'd agree. You don't need any anyone
0: else when you've got uh Uh, the CEO of of Patagonia and uh, the Dalai Lama. Uh, Super fascinating. Martin, thank you so much for being on This Is Influence. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, good to talk. This Is Influence is a production of Bridge Growth, the B2B influencer agency for tech brands. I could not produce this show without our crack staff here at Bridge. Tyler Baller is our booker. Krzysztof Boaszczak is our executive producer. I'm Nathan Alibaba. You've been listening to This Is Influence.